Hulk Hogan's here! Hulk Hogan is in the building! You're damn right he is! Go get him, Hulkster! Yeah, but whose side is he on? Go, what are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now! Who's bad now, boys? Hulk Hogan arrived! Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. What is oh he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What oh. the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW! He is the third man! Look at this. this picture! Oh my God! What the hell is going on? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I, probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. That man did right there, Hulk Hogan. Let's get everybody out of the dressing room right now and kick his rear end. Unbelievable, brother. You just what have I been saying the all devil. these years? Huh? What have I been saying all these years? Human oh, my can... God. A career down the drain, kid. I hope you love it. Can you you see just those little... sold your soul to the devil. See those little holsters with the tears rolling down their face right now? We are not going to even acknowledge that three count. Now what happens to us? What happens now to WCW? There was no three count. I never thought I would say that he's yellow. But he may be wearing red, but he's wearing red and yellow. What do we do now? What a low. I'll tell you what. Oh. This is a unbelievable situation right here at Bash at the Beach. Hulkamania, the third guy with the outsiders, betrayed WCW. Can't talk. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. I have been with you for so many years for you to join up with the likes of these two men and be sick to my stomach. And I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man, this man, and you want to put yourself in this group? You've got to be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north and everybody was wondering who the third man was well who knows more about that organization than me brother i've been there i've done that you have made the wrong decision in my opinion well let me tell you something i made that organization a monster i made people rich up there i made the people that ran that organization rich up there brother and when it all came to pass, the name Hulk Hogan, the man Hulk Hogan, got bigger than the whole organization, brother. And then billionaire Ted, amigo, he wanted to talk turkey with Hulk Hogan. Well, billionaire Ted promised me movies, brother. Billionaire Ted promised me millions of dollars. And billionaire Ted promised me 
world caliber matches. And as far as billionaire Ted goes, Eric Bischoff and the whole WCW goes, I'm bored, brother. That's why these two guys here, the so-called outsiders, these are the men I want as my friends. They're the new blood of professional wrestling, brother. And not only are we going to take over the whole wrestling business with Hulk Hogan and the new blood, the monsters with me, we will destroy everything in our path, Mean Gene. Look at all of this crap in this ring. This is what's in the future for you if you want to hang around the likes of this man Hall and this man Nat. As far as I'm concerned, all of this crap in the ring represents these fans out here. For two years, brother, for two years, I held my head high. I did everything for the charities. I did everything for the kids. And the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. Because if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you people wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff would be still selling meat from a truck in Minneapolis. And if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, all these Johnny-come-latelys that you see out here, wrestling wouldn't be here. I was selling out the world, brother, while they were bumming gas to put in their car to get to high school. So the way it is now, brother, with Hulk Hogan and the new world organization of wrestling, brother, me and the new blood by my side, what you gonna do when the new world organization runs wild on you? What you gonna do? What are you hey, gonna don't do? Don't touch me, I'm gonna flee the lawyers. Hey, this is Colt Cabana, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass Choppy. What kind of name is Choppy? Ugh. Your shows, your entertainment, and your This is Rant and What this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media.
Yeah. I love this song. I can't play the whole thing because, uh, you know, we you get, yeah. we'll get shut off of YouTube. I, I, you know what? It, it pisses me off. Hold on a second. I, am I like... That's new? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it you. might be just my cans that are like jacked up. Yeah. Um, episode 462 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, I believe this is. I always think that is, uh, you know, you can always tell the generation gap because uh, to me... Uh, Van Halen, Van Hagar is is. Yeah. I just think far better, just music wise. I, I, obviously, Diamond Dave is is the best front man, but music wise, song wise, oh, it's 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 Van Hagar all day. It's my favorite Van Halen version of Van Halen because, like you said, Diamond Dave is a front man. Yeah. That's it, and he's not. He's one dimensional. No disrespect. Yeah, he could sing. He could. He could. He could sing. He could sing. He could dance. He could. He can move a crowd. But Sammy, Sammy played guitar. Sammy wrote. Sammy was in a very popular band and in solo prior to this. Yeah, like he had the chops and he had the the, you know, he had the the experience behind him, and they were more soulful. Yeah, I think Eddie was inspired by Sammy. I just, I just think that yeah, just as if you line them up side by side, obviously. The stuff with David Lee Roth, you know, Dive It Down and Women and Children First. Like, yo, it's trailblazing. I'm not um, denying yeah, that. Yeah, man. But Amazing. I'm just saying, just if you line up the songs side by side, I don't know. Just It's just more polished, more, you know, like soulful, I think is a great way to say it. I just, I always love Van Hagar stuff. We are live on the rant. No one knows, though, because no one's listening. It's only, it's like, it's, it's lunchtime here in the Northeast. Yep. And uh, we'll be live to tape for everybody else. And lunchtime. Yeah. Well, um, what's your favorite David Lee Roth Van Halen song? Uh, you I have always, one. Yeah, I always loved um, Ice Cream Man. Um, Beautiful Girls. Uh huh. I've I, you know, I, you know, even like you said, even even what's the dance? Uh, not dancing in the shoes. Running with the devil. Uh, dance the night away. I always uh, that comes okay. on. I I just I love, I love the whole thing about it. But just to me, like, you, but then again, you you give me Sammy Hagar songs, Cabo Wabos, Top well, of the World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't stop loving you. God, it's just it, yeah. there's so many songs. My favorite David era song. My favorite Lee Roth song with Van Halen is Mean Streets. Oh yeah. Dan 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 dan. That's a good song. My favorite. Sammy's song is uh, "Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do." That's my that that song particularly um, hits home with me in uh, so many ways. But that opening riff, that dun 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 yeah. dun, and then and then Alex as drummers, we could appreciate that it's okay. Bat, he comes yeah. in with that 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 boom bap. I was like, man, that's just solid. It's just yeah, and and like I said, I I, I agree with you. I think they got reinvigorated uh, big time. You know, from uh from from a professional standpoint. Um, I just never liked what they did with, you know, the handling of Michael Anthony. I, I never was never a big fan of that. I think he's such a vital part of the D- sound. Did they say he was like a studio musician to them or something like that? It wasn't he, the, the article. He wasn't even. He was a touring musician. Supposedly, you know, in Os- when 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 the album came out, uh, Eddie was saying he goes, well, it's not like he played on the the records anyway, like because apparently he would always just. Uh, I think Eddie would just record the parts himself. The bass parts. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Which is you know, which was kind of a revelation. We know didn't know that, but is is 
the the key, I, I think, to that to to that live sound. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I just wish that they would. I mean, Sammy's seventy years old; he's still playing. Yeah, he's got uh, Chicken Foot, which I love. He's got that Inner Circle the, band, the, the Circle. The Circle. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm I'm in a wrestling mode. <laughs> But he's and he surrounds himself still with Michael Anthony. Yep. But he's got Satriani at one point. Yeah. He's got um, who uh, else do you have on Jason Bonham? Jason Bonham on drums. Who Chat- I, you know what I just saw today? Speaking of Jason Bonham, I know we're off the rails. Yeah. I don't care. I saw the performance, the full performance this morning of Hart doing yes. "Stairway to Heaven" with with, with, with Obama yeah. for the for the, at the I was at like the Kennedy Center at the Kennedy Center. But I didn't know Jason was on drums for that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and you and you, the best is they kept panning on the camera of uh of Paige Plant and yep. um John Paul Jones, and fucking all you see is like tears in yeah. in Robert Plant's eyes. I was like, wow, man. I've seen drips and drabs of it. I didn't see the whole performance. Well, and and really, oh my god, out. no, but like to me, seeing Jason on drums though is like this is that. This this is where I hate Zeppelin because they they could they ruined it they could have oh I don't we don't want to tour and it was just, it was really just plant yeah because Paige actually came out of his shell I'm like yeah I'll go yeah and then when the when the when the when the when the concert promoter's like well you know you could make really like literally a quarter of a billion dollars a quarter of a billion dollars on this tour like nah we're not gonna do it yeah so anyway because we we were we were too young for Zeppelin you know we were like I just you know by the time I got old enough to buy records. Plant was already in the honey drippers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what are you going to do? Um, music is a very vital part of Turnbuckle <coughs> Throwbacks. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, vital. You know, and when we got Jay, not to say Choppy's not a, a fan of, of music. Choppy's a, uh, he's, Choppy's a very 90s kid, though. He's very, very into his 90s music, which is, you know, you, got, you guys are the same age. Yeah. But when I got Jay, I got another layer of the onion because Jay's a musician and we go, we go, we go back, back, yeah. back, back. We we pull it back, but it's a very, very been, important part. I've of been it. listening to uh, old Robert Johnson stuff from the from the early '30s. I've been showing showing the kids. They 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 don't like it, but yeah, Robert Johnson. You know, just that that era of 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 blues is ridiculous. Yeah, you know? Muddy Waters and and all those guys. Uh, Howling, um, Howling Wolf. Howling Wolf. Yeah, and who's the guy who did? Um, who's the guy who always performed with the Stones? Uh, uh, Muddy Waters. No, not Muddy Waters. The other guy, Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy. That's it. Yep. I got a Buddy Guy CD. If I pull out of storage, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you a copy. I'll, I'll, I'll rip it for you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a live. I got it in a, in a vintage record store in New Hampshire. There you go. Right, and I was like, who? Why is nobody buying this for, for like six right. for like six dollars? You can always <laughs> find the good stuff there. Yeah. So, um, there's a segue to this. Um. We got a video this morning from Matt Squires, yeah. um, and I literally just stopped crying about a half hour ago, because um, I'll break down the fourth wall. It's been rough the last couple of months. We got Choppy back. We lost him again. Jay's got a whole new life now, yeah. and it's like, and I'm and I'm just sitting here like, what do I do? And it sucks being a grown up, but this is what it is, and it's getting harder and harder for me to to get excited about this, you know. Um, and getting that video this morning validates everything I've done. Yeah. You know, watching my son grow up in that video. Yeah, that 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 was the that was the coolest part. Um, I, I mean, shout out to, to to Squires for that. That's 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 a that was a that was a pretty cool thing, especially 
like just seeing through like the different memories or what have you guys like you know and even like the guys that you met and like Taz like I didn't, I didn't know you, you you met Taz oh yeah yeah Taz, you know before I even did the podcast yeah <laughs> and um, that's a great story I never told you that story I, I you know I, when when I seen the picture with Taz I laughed I was like oh shit I didn't know you met Taz so right before he signed or as he was signing with 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 WWE um, I was living in Brook First X her mom had a a balloon business. She made centerpieces for parties and arches and like she, she did like uh, the Emmys. She's done a whole bunch of shit. So of course, because our brother didn't live with us anymore, we were we were stuck helping her with these fucking balloon jobs. Yeah. So I would come from work. I'd go with her on the weekends, whatever. So I'm coming from work, and I went home, and there was a there was an arcade in Sheepshead Bay. I think it's called Fun Time or Fun City or something like that. Uh, she's like, I'm doing I'm doing a balloon job for an autograph. So of course. What she's doing? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, well, the colors are orange and black. I'm like, well, it's not Halloween. <laughs> she's like, no. And I was like, <laughs> she goes, yeah. I, she like, I said, who is it? I don't know, some guy named Taz. I'm like, what? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Hell yeah. So he signed my ECW magazine because he was on the first cover, I believe. Yeah. So I have that autograph from Taz. And of course, I didn't want to be like a whole total mark. I just said thank you and you. I love you. I love all your stuff. I've seen you, you know, from since you started in ECW. My ex one's down the hall. She's like, tell him you guys were in the same high school. I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> he goes, you went to Franklin K. Lane? I'm like, yes. He goes, yeah. yeah? Is Mr. Greenbloom still there? I'm like, he was my gym teacher. <laughs> he goes, that fucking guy, let me tell you. And he went into a whole <laughs> diatribe. And, of course, Taz, they had football when, when, I was, when, when he was there. They didn't have a football team when I was there. Uh, so we talked, and we had a nice little chat. And then, like, years later, the Wizards had him for an autograph signing. Uh-huh. They, were ho- they were like, you know. They were, promoting him. they were promoting him for a Wrestle Pro event in, in Bay Ridge. So I walk in, Taz's like, What's up there, Franklin K. Lane? I'm like, You remember me? He's like, I lost 100 pounds. He's like, Yeah. He goes, What's going on? You know, so I have a lot in common with Taz. Born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. And because yeah. uh, Taz is, is a Richmond Hill Ozone Park guy. Yeah. Uh, he was born in Red Hook, but he wasn't raised in Red Hook. And uh, me too. I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens, and we, had a, we have a lot in common. So it's nice to see Taz is still doing his thing. But anyway. Getting back to the video. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, I can't, I really, I can't. Well, we'll thank you guys. I said that last week. I did, I did a filatorial. I said it last week. We'll thank you guys formally when we do the when we do the um, the anniversary show. So I'm not going to go into a whole diatribe. But, you know, you guys are the main reason why I don't stop doing this. You know, and, and the reason why Jay comes from work. And, and, yeah. and, you know, we do this because I'm home and we have, we, we have the time. But, like, you know, it's getting harder and harder because it's, you know, we have to be grown-ups. And I don't – and you guys prevent me from being grown-ups. <laughs> for, for, prevent us from being grown-ups. So thank you very much. And uh, I didn't even know that Kid Rock song existed. It's Jay's favorite Kid Rock it's song. literally my favorite Kid Rock song. Yeah, I was, I'm not into the uh, the new uh, Trump-tard um, – Kid Rock, but I like his 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 his, his, his 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 old stuff is amazing. That was from yeah, that was from O two. I remember they did a great. Uh, it was from like O two, I think O O one or O two O three. Um, I mean, it's not like he's out there denouncing his U.S. citizenship or something like oh, that. Oh, thank God, no. Yeah, you know, but I just don't like. He's he's one of those guys that he's got everything now, and pretends he doesn't. He reminds me of Springsteen. Like Springsteen played that image of the working, working, collar, you know, blue collar working class guy. I'm born in the USA, wearing a do rag, and he's got a mansion. 
the size of New Jersey, yeah. right? And it's like he just pretends, like he fakes the funk, and I'm like, ah. Eh. I, I like I said, I mean, I, that that might just be perspective type stuff. I I I don't get that from from Kid Rock. I I I get I get the idea of the, he's. I think he's just the antithesis of what America should be. <laughs> or his it, no. right, or, or his his version of it, you know. No, I'm gonna I, I brew my own beer, play play with you know, play no. with Charlie Daniels type shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, whatever's out there now, you know the, uh, you know the, I don't want to say mainstream media, but like kind of the antithesis of that. That's that's my uh, uh, interpretation of of his stuff. But this is why I love Dusty Rhodes, who's on tonight's Throwback, by the yeah. way. Yeah, right. Oh, I can't wait. Um. Dusty lived the gimmick almost as much as Ric Flair did, right? He was he had money, but he didn't flaunt it. Except yeah. when he bought the fucking the fur, went, coat. the fur coat, and him and Ric Flair had that story too. He bought Magnum one, he bought his wife one. Um, but like Dusty was the was the was the word antithesis, An- right? Antithesis, yeah. Of that, you know, it was like hanging out with David Allen Cole. Yeah, and Willie Nelson and whatever, whoever the the best country singer was at the time, and then Ric Flair going, yeah, I'm in L.A. I'm hanging out with the Lakers. Yeah. I'm hanging out with Magic and and Kareem and and Worthy. And I'm like, you know, so. But when guys do it now, it's like, oh yeah, I'm hanging out with Trump. And you're right, the media just destroys them. Yeah, um, I just don't like in, in interviews. Kid Rock comes off like it's 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 okay. Certain things are okay in this in this country, and they're not. And, they're not. Mm-hmm. and this and and again, this is not the right and left anymore. It's about human fucking human nature at this point. Yeah. Well, like I said, he's he. There's nobody. Kid Rock has that. I I remember dating a girl once where she was just like, oh, I cannot stand him because of just. I think it's the way he looks. Like he just. Yeah. <coughs> well, that's no, half of Detroit, though. Don't yeah. Just, we love you, Detroit, by the way. <laughs> but um. You know, but he has, there's nobody that goes, like, I'm trying to think of somebody, you know, like, Ed Sheeran, like, I don't know. I like, I I, I don't, I wouldn't say I go He was like a math teacher, though. Yeah, but he's, he's all right. Like, you know, I'll listen to him. He's all right. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, nobody says, ah, Kid Rock's all right. It's, it's, I fucking hate him or I I fucking love him. Yeah, Yeah. he went, you know, he's a big WWE fan, too, so. Like WWE he, Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, and you know what? My, my my the highlight of Kid Rock for me is the WWE stuff, right? That he did. He did a get in the pit and try to love someone. Yeah. Then it and uh, he did some. He did a bunch of stuff for them, but he also did stuff with Bob Seger. Yes. Who, and first of all, anybody out there who doesn't love Bob Seger and his Silver Bullet Band, yeah. I'm denouncing you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love Bob Seger. Bob Seger's a shit. I, I I can listen to that dude all day, all night, and I, I Kid Rock actually like jammed with him and yep. toured with him, toured and I'm like, him. I'm like that's just just because to get him back on to get him noticed again. I'm like, come on, man. Everything everything old is new again. Look at the Stranger Things. I've never seen it yet, but I'm dying to watch. Oh, you got Yeah, I can't right? wait to see it. I I didn't watch it yet, but you know our boy Will is Sweeney, my 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 best friend. He's really into it. Um, Metallica, yeah. Master of Puppets is charting. No, how, how about it's the same thing. It's where charting. It's it's the 
from the, so you you haven't watched any of it? No, okay. no. This is the fourth way? season. I've never watched any of it. Yeah. So um, earlier in the season, I, I, I no spoilers. No, it's all right. Uh, they had so yeah, Metallica is now charting because of it. But 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 when it first came out, the fourth season, Kate Bush was was was. Yes, it it revitalized that song running yeah, up the hill. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the fact of that, it's even increased her. Like you know, it's she's selling records again. And so did Queen when B- B- Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but can you imagine though? Like, when did Master of Puppets come out? Eighty six. Yeah, eighty six, eighty seven. Eighty six had to be eighty six. <laughs> yeah, I think eighty six, eighty seven. Crazy. 30 years ago. Yeah. 35 years Kate ago. Kate Bush song is, old, is, is 82. I'm not a Kate Bush person. You like Kate Bush? I, I'm I, not a fan. I discovered her through the through Stranger Oh, through the show? Okay, yeah, all right. No. I never knew that song. I love it. Actually, it is a great, uh, uh, like, It's a catchy version. tune. Very. But, uh, like, the, you know, that's like the song, like, me and the kids can agree on now. Like, she's like, oh, we can listen to it. Cause oh, yeah, because the kids see the show. And yeah, well, it's, it's all over TikTok. It's all over this shit. I, but, I, I uh, yeah, you know, music has a way of of creeping in. Hammer has an account on PlayStation, and he I, I forget what, was his Twitch page or his Twitter page. He's got his background as that as that R and B singer Genuine oh, from like the the nineties. That Pony song. I'm like, what do you know about Pony? He's like, yeah. it's Genuine. I'm yeah. like, I know who Genuine is. I went to high. And he was in high school. I was in high school when when genuine. when kids were making babies. That song, you know, Genuine, huh? Yeah. So music has a way of just influencing everything, including the the podcast. And uh, so, with speaking of, so Matt, thank you for the video, man. Yeah, it's, that was that was that was really cool. I, you know, he's constantly uh, a source of um, of 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 comfort. You know, he's a spiritual dude, so like I'll get a, a random call from him, like you know, just like a wellness check. You know, and it, it like it's almost like he knows I'm having a hard time, even if I don't post anything on social media. You know. And I'm just like, yo, listen. Here's what's going on, and I'm and, I, and I'm and I'm I could be blunt with him, and you know he doesn't swear, so I'm, I do all the swearing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I I just there are people in this world, you know. I made when I was a kid, I purposely was going, I was going down the wrong path of friends, you know, and I purposely stopped and surrounded myself with, with like-minded people who I knew were gonna check me. Yeah. Not necessarily like, you know, smack my hand and be like, shame on you, but just check me when shit got really out of hand. Um, I don't need that as an adult anymore, except when I'm at work, but <laughs> that's another story. But I, the show checks me. These guys, our, our, our crew checks me. You know, they make sure I'm all right and they make sure I'm on, on a straight and narrow. Um, so thank you. Um, anyway, uh, what else is going on? I, I'm going to see Thor tonight. Ah, the new one. Yeah, I'm going to see. I just got. A, I texted Lou. I'm like, uh, "You guys going to see Thor?" I was like, "Yeah." Well, where are you sitting? I'm like, "Oh, he sent me a picture." I'm like, "All right." Went to buy a ticket. The whole row is taken. Uh huh. So I'm gonna sit behind him. But yeah, you know, it's a Marvel movie. I'm yeah. excited. All the Easter eggs are coming out now. All the rumors and what's going on with the universe and all that shit. So after watching Doctor Strange, I'm like, "All right, now I'm all good." You know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited. Very '80s themed, apparently, which you know I like. Yeah. I know you like. Yeah, yeah. As as Jay wears a Mr. Big shirt today. Damn right. Um, so you know, it's nostalgia is what keeps us going. You know, so any hoot, any hoot. We got there's some uh, wrestling news going yeah, on. Yeah, you broke something to me while I was getting Mad's video, so I guess we'll open up with that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, the plot, the plot thickens with uh. With v- 
Vince McMahon and the uh, they've they've done some investigating and <laughs> found quite quite a few more and the hush monies and all this stuff uh, upwards of about seventy two million dollars and and uh, supposedly one other wrestler uh, uh, one ex wrestler um, female obviously um, you know don't know who it is. I guess we can all speculate, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but but uh, this may not be good. It, it's funny the 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 stock price actually has gone up uh, since all this. I don't know what it's done today, but uh, in recent, you know what I mean. In in recent days, and I mean this has been out now. What we're going on about two weeks now. This story, three weeks now. And yeah. So to me. I think it's just going to keep getting worse. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be on TV anymore. It's it's kind he of he's supposed to be on SmackDown, wasn't he tonight? Oh, was he supposed to be? I thought so. That's right. Th- that's what I heard. Oh. But th- would th- would it make sense for him to be on TV right now? I don't think so. No, it's 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 a, far. It's too much out of hand now. This is a bad. I I mean, anybody who's followed Vince McMahon closely, you know, especially like we have, um, it's not. It's not too surprising. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, no, it wasn't shocking. It's, it's not just... shocking because you could just see how he is on TV and, and whatnot. And, you know, you got to be able to look at it objectively uh, objectively as you can. Uh, as, as, as it stands, you know, does it take away from the business? Right now it is. It's, I mean, because uh, it's... Social media and all that. I mean, like you know, if this was 1985, yeah, you wouldn't know until it broke a week later in the, in the papers. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the, the 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 crux of it right there. Yeah, the pulse. The pulse. I mean, and not f- and and since it's ha- since it's happened, he's been micro microscoped, and people you know watching every movie makes. You know, and it's not surprising. Like I said, once again, not not too surprising of 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 Vince to go through this because. Like I said, same thing. Like you, you, you would think that we we might have heard of this stuff already, like from years ago. Like, you know, he had that one thing with the female referee or something in the early '90s or late '80s. I forget whenever it was. Um, but you know, this is this isn't a good look. You know. No, and, no. Um, and like I said, I mean, I wonder. You know. At this point, do you like you said? The, is he now forced now? Something. It's one thing the first thing came out, and then he. I don't care what anybody says. He came out on SmackDown. I was kind of. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Bully Ray that said it, where he said, uh, "You know, this might have been like the last time." So, does this put the nail in the coffin of Vince? No. Publicly, no, no. Because anything. Any anything can be taken back. I, I I mean, there's very few things, like the Chris Benoit stuff can never look the blind eye. Uh we 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 mentioned Bill Cosby on the show with you know with his public yeah can, can never be, it'll it'll never he could still perform yeah and he'll still draw a crowd right but it's nowhere near where it's going to be um, this area. I don't think so. Um, like I mean, with the, with the state with the state of affairs, with sports entertainment, you know, as they're pushing now tickets for WrestleMania already, with the pat with the travel packages now, and 
They're pushing the the card in Europe. SummerSlam is literally a month a month away, so it's like less than a month away. I think I think it's like the isn't it the end of July this year? SummerSlam end July thirtieth, yeah. Right. So like, what do you you know? It, it's I don't know. For me, I know that it would be a nail in a coffin if decisions were internally made regarding the company's progress without his input. Once his input stops publicly and privately, then I think it's he's a done deal. He can retire and do what he's got to do. But for now, like you said, it's it's stuff can be taken. It's back, yeah. yeah, it's it's upwards. Like I said, it's it's it seems to be like about four different women. Um, I think the money I just looked it up again is twelve million. Twelve right. million. That's the, that's the link you sent me. Yeah, about twelve million. Uh, what I forget what you know, but. You know, is it, can he come back? Of course. It's a lot of scratch. Listen, I and but like I said, you know, it's one of those things where if it has to come from his, from his pocket, otherwise is you know, and Vince is not a dumb guy. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think he would be taken off the top to be paying paying this type of stuff. Um, trying to write, trying to write off as yeah. a as a, as a travel expense. He ain't that stupid. <laughs> It's a publicly traded company. He ain't that stupid. Right. No, facts, man. Facts. But, but let's call it what it is. You know what I mean? You know, you can't have the head guy have a, uh, you know, having an affair. We, we, You know, as far as we're all concerned, he's married. Whatever the, whatever their living arrangement, whatever their arrangement is. Legally, they're still married. Absolutely. <clears throat> that's that's beyond us. You know, that's but, you know, in the eyes of the shareholders, this is a bad look. So, oh, of course, 100%. So, uh, you know, it, it hasn't really affected the stock price too much. So maybe there's a separation between this, and maybe being the fact that he did, and it makes more sense now why he removed himself. Yeah. He knew that there's going to be more more bodies uncovered. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is probably, you know, you, yeah, it's probably just to save your own ass type, cover your own ass type of thing, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll stick with WWE for a minute. Did you see Money in the Bank? Yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. I, I enjoyed it. I, I was very surprised. Uh, how so much was I. Enjoyed I. It. So was I. The the tag team match for me again, you know, and a couple of uh, famous wrestlers do podcasts have have given the Usos kudos, including Ric Flair, Tony Schiavone, yeah. all these guys. Acknowledge that the Usos have been putting in the work for the last a decade now. At this point, almost um, that match with the Street Profits. It was amazing. Was fantastic. It was absolutely right? amazing. It was it was classic tag team, and it's not the first time they've done this. And you know what? It's funny because the I, you know people are like how can you see the same match over and over again? I'm like it's not the same match because I watched the Rock and Roll Express feud with the tags. You still had Ricky Morton taking a beating of his life, then then Robert Gibson with the hot tag. You know, it's like you you saw elements of their of their of their gimmicks, of their move sets, but it wasn't the same match. I'm sorry, it's yeah. like ballet. You could see fucking Swan Lake ten times in a row. It's the same story. You're getting different acts though. You're getting different people and or the same person, but you're getting a different you're getting a different show. Uh, you know, maybe she didn't kick a leg high enough last show. Maybe she uh, maybe she wasn't feeling well. Maybe she was feeling great. You know, you don't know. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. And then there was talks of them splitting the profits up, which would suck because 
they wanted they want to push Montez Ford, right? Yeah, but it's I, like I I I kind of they because they were definitely hinting at it. Yeah, they were hinting at it in storyline. I'm like, you, here's what's gonna happen: you split them up, and Montez is gonna go for a a big push, and then he's gonna be a fucking mid carder for the rest of his career. Okay, and then the other guy, the fuck's his name again? I keep forgetting. Uh, Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins. Dawkins is gonna be nothing. I'm not saying he's not a bad guy because Dawkins can go. Mm-hmm. He wrestled in um, Evolve and he he's been he's been around, but like Dawkins will at that point these will be non-existent. That team will be terrible if they split them up. Same thing with the Dudleys. When they split the Dudleys up, it was terrible, right? But anyway, that was good. And I want to address the the money the the, the two money in the bank winners. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> we complain constantly. That they're safe, that they don't create new stars, that they don't do the right thing by the by the talent. When you have all the and people like, well, the, the talent the talent pool is slim. It's not. There's 60, 70 guys and girls back there who can do it. And I said this a couple weeks ago. If you're complaining that Liv Morgan and Austin Theory are your money in the bank winners, then you truly are not a fan of the product. Okay, you want this. You want new people winning this. You want new people winning the titles. And and apparently, Ronda Rousey pushed for it. Yeah, which is okay. Which, which is great to read. So, like, if you're reading this and it's true, because you know it's all dirt cheat shit. If you're reading that and it's legitimate, like the, like there's the main talent wants to put the new the 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 the, the up and coming talent over. That's what you're supposed to do. If you're a baseball player coming up in the minors and you want to play, like, the Mets right now have a have a the number two prospect in baseball, a catcher. Mm-hmm. This kid is this close from being big time. He's killing it in every level, but they don't want to bring him up yet. They have James McCann, who they gave $30 million to a year or two ago. Okay? But McCann knows when this kid comes up, he's the mentor. Yep. I'm going to put you over so, you, so when I walk away from it, you're going to be the guy. And this, it happens in sport with the quarterback situations. You got a young quarterback, you know. Bledsoe had this young kid on, what's his name, Tom Brady? Was that his name? Yeah. yeah I think it was, uh, that the was greatest. That, yeah, that right, was his name. That guy who, you know, when he got his lungs punctured, and I was there for that, by the way, uh, was like, you know what? Even when I came back and wanted to play, he was the kid. Yep. You're grooming him. You, this is what, it's called evolution. You can't have the same people winning these fucking belts. And and wearing these and winning these briefcases and expecting, it's like uh, what's the what's the what's what's Einstein's uh saying? If you expect the same thing, yeah, uh, insanity is, is expecting the same thing every time or something like that. Doing the same thing, doing the same, expecting yeah, expecting a different result. There's a re- different result, but the kid is nothing short of amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's been on every level in the Indies and he's killed it. When they brought him here, they groomed him. They made they put him in NXT. They made him a lackey. They made him they 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 built this kid up to this point. Vince McMahon gets involved in this kid's career and gets the rub. And now he he loses the U.S. title and then in the same night he wins the Money in the Bank. They're making stars. That's the way to do it. And well, that's that's the idea. Like you can't you can't make any any anybody happy. I just you know I read and I thank God I don't I don't get involved with these discussions even on our page I don't get involved in a lot of discussions because it's like what are you watching and I know this is we've all been in the same room and saw the same match and had different comments about it but that's different like how are you not excited about that yeah 
I like I said to me, I especially the Liv Morgan one was good. I mean, the win itself was like okay, cool. Like, I, like who did we really expect to win that? Like, you know, I mean, to me, Becky was a good choice. Um, I think would have been the safe choice. Oscar, everybody was claim was you know clamoring for for her to win. Yeah, because she just came back. <clears throat> um, but lived lived. I I don't know. I think that was a, an excellent choice. And then to, to 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 cap it off, to her have her cash it in at the end. I didn't like the roll up. <clears throat> she kicked the leg and then did a roll up. You know, and this is just I'm gonna nitpick it, but like you know. The roll-up, I didn't mind. Uh, Ronda had a, a hell of a match. I I even loved the match with, with Natty. I, th- I thought it was a great match. Oh, Natty gave her a good match, as she's supposed to. Uh, and That's her job. And but th- So with the cash-in, she kicks her in the leg, and yeah, you know, Ronda's tired and all this. But to lose to a roll-up like that, ah, you know, she popped back up at the end. Like, I wish there was a little bit more either selling or I didn't want to give the belt up. Okay. You know, I, but... That's fair. It, it that's seemed, fair. It seemed contrived that, uh, which was it was good. You know, Ronda, Patton, Liv Morgan on the back. Like it was, I to me it was good, but could have been done a little bit differently. But at the end of it, it you leave. Every, we left happy, and I, I was very. I'm still very happy to see what's going to happen. Like you said, new stars. That's what we want. We yeah. want new stars. No, we want new stars, man. I, I'm I, as an older fan. It's like. You know, I told you guys I could pick out anything good out of a terrible show. I still can. But I was literally excited to watch this. I I was, I was, I, uh, I watched, um, it was a Saturday night. So it was like, you know, and I was, I'm not home on Saturday night mostly. So I'm like, where I was, I was watching it. And I'm like, you know what? This is, this is the way it should be, you know, and and there's glimpses of it. You know, it's. Again, like Jay said, you're not gonna please everybody. You know, yeah. You're not gonna, but, but, but I mean, this, this is, but this, this is, is like not liking that, and you're and you're claiming to be a fan, fan. You're fucking stretching, man. You're really like the way Jay just nitpicked at the, at the end of that match. You're going above that. Like you're like, yeah. You're pulling. You're pulling fucking. You you you're pulling. Um, I don't know. You you're pulling a diamond out of a coal, a piece of coal, and it's not there yet. You know, it's not ready. Let it let it live, man. Let it breathe. You yeah, know what I'm like saying? Said, like, just let it breathe. Let's let's see what happens. I mean, we, we've been saying it for a while. They have no choice on on sabbatical right now. They have no choice but to create new stars. Yeah. You know, Cody's out hurt. <clears throat> Randy Orton's out hurt. You're you're you know you have a bench. Start using it. And, you got and the Seths. You got yeah. You got the you got the safe ones. You got the Seths. You got the Kevin Owenses. You got the Mizzes. You got all these guys, but now you have theory. You know, you have guys like theory. You know, you still have, um, what's his face? Uh, you got Shinsuke, man. You got, I'm not a big fan of him, but you got Damian Priest. You got, yeah. You know, you got guys in in. You know, you got all these guys. You know, you you work. You have Finn Balor. Yeah. You have you have Fergal. Yeah. You know, you have Finn freaking Balor. You know. Come on, man. Get with the program. Did you see uh, Great American Bash? That I did not see. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Yeah, that but I, I got the results and it was you know it was okay and um they're moving stuff along over there. I like I like NXT right now. They're doing good. Yeah, especially like you said, with if if Triple H is back at the helm, yeah, you know, which is we, we are all led to believe he is. This could be a, this could be a really good look. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited that uh 
there's a well they got a new uh let me pull up the results because I was reading them before and I know that another guy just came in and jumped up what's his face um well before before we go to NXT what do you think that that <coughs> excuse me what do you think that uh vignette was where they showed all edge the, that's all that is edge it's, it can't be bray wyatt yeah because i was saying because they showed kurt angle's medals they showed uh the hardy boys yeah you know like the it was jeff's you know wrist sock or whatever the hell that thing is called yeah cora jade and um and roxanne fought your girl Gigi and jc jane for the t- for the tag titles um Cora Jade and Roxanne won the titles. Uh, so Gigi's titleless, but I don't think Jake has. No. Wesley fought Ch- Trick Williams. I'm glad Trick Williams is getting a little bit of a singles thing because he's him tied to Carmelo is nice. Yeah. But Trick Williams can actually wrestle. Yes. So they could they could they could make him a star. So he won that match. Um, Wendy Chu versus uh, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany won that match. Um, what else is going on here? Let's see. Let's see. It's Carmelo Hayes. Mm-hmm. Carmelo retained. And let's see here. Uh, Roddy, Roddy and Damon Kemp versus the Creed Brothers. I like the Creed Brothers. Yeah. Building new stars. Building new stars. You know, I, 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 I like that a lot. And if you're not a fan of being, of these new stars being built, please... Don't come on social media and cry about it. Like you know, at least have a valid point. Pick the talent. Like if if the, if the person's really terrible in the ring, and getting that crazy push tonight, then yeah, you got an argument. But these kids can go, man. It's not like yeah. they none of these none of these people are giving you really bad matches. You know, you know. And again, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Nothing entertains me more than stuff from 30, 20, 30 years ago. I could I could do school. You know what I'm saying. All right, before I get into AEW, I'm really excited. I, I know because and uh, I'm excited because building it already. The Briscoes, Mo and Joe and Jay Lethal, you know, and I'm sure matches now on a, and I'm sure the uh, merch page part of Ring of Honor. Yeah, I can't, like I said, they're going to do some big things over there. What is it, Death Before Dishonor? Yeah, in Lowell, Mass, um, Western Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a great match, a great card, I should say, because I'm going to get the pay-per-view. Yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm sure Mott Spock is excited to their pot. fans are Ring of Honor fans, you know. Choppy, Choppy's a huge ring. Choppy was at probably one one of the first cards ever. Oh, for uh, I think he was at the first card in Jersey. Um, so he's a big Ring of Honor fan, so I'm sure he's excited too. And um, I don't know. Did you see Dynamite? Uh, I've seen most of it. I, I and like I said, to me, uh, you know, Blood and Guts was two weeks ago. Yeah. Did I see that? It's a great concept. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's what I'm not cool with. Okay. Tony Khan has to start buying some more airtime. Oh, because it's it's rushed? Don't no, don't give me picture in picture for a fucking double cage match, man. Or a world title match. <laughs> that irks the shit out of me, Jay. It irks the absolute shit out of me. I cannot stand when you're putting important stories and main events. Stay right there, picture in picture. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. No, that's very, very, very true. I mean... By the half hour, dude. You're a fucking billionaire. Not even that, though, but, like... Like, Blood and Guts shouldn't even be on regular TV, in essence. All right. That's. It, I mean, if we're going to talk booking-wise... All right. Uh, that's fair. 
and I I agree with you. But if you're gonna put it on TV, if you, it, well, that's what it is. You're gonna put and it it's on once there. a year. Yeah, Jay. It's once a year. If you're not going to put it on pay-per-view, you're going to put it on TV. It's not like having these cage matches every six months where you got to buy a million dollars worth of fucking airtime. Yeah. Because TV is expensive. I get it. But you're doing it once a year. Set the money aside. Yeah. But to see a cage match, it's my favorite gimmick, Jay. Yeah. It's my favorite gimmick. It's, the, it's my favorite gimmick match of all time. Do not. I came home. Dude, I, I was home just in time for the main event. I was mm-hmm. so excited. I made a sandwich, chips, my little cola, sat where, you, sat where you're sitting. And I'm like, man, I am so excited. Double cage, war, it's a war game, if you will. And I'm, all, I'm excited now. No, no, I wasn't yeah. that excited. And all the spots on top, you, you, can, g- you gave Martha Hart a fucking 30-minute uh, for the awards on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Okay? And no disrespect to Martha Hart, but she's not a public speaker. Yeah. Okay? That dragged. It was awful. The participants were great because they want. I love. I wanted to see uh, Cole and Britt win their respective tournament matches, right? Yeah. But like, you gave her thirty fucking minutes to give awards out. You you can't give me thirty minutes for a cage for a, a, a an important cage match. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I said, to me, it, and it's just, it's 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 the same stuff. Where it's booking wise, it just sometimes it, a lot of stuff in AEW makes sense, but there's a lot of other stuff too that doesn't, and. I get that you're throwing this on on TV. I, you know, you can't help but think. You can't help but wonder if it's if it's just more of a ratings ploy. Of know? course it is. You know why like, wouldn't it be? Why would you? Why would you take purposely take a a, a pay per view match and put it on TV and not expect ratings for that? Yeah, I mean, but uh, coming out of this past week, we had the big news is Wardlow. Winning the belt. Yeah, he won the title that night. I think that's. I think that's that's a great thing, um, you know. Which might set up MJF's return for him. Yeah, I. You know, at this point, they haven't mentioned MJF, and I'm glad they haven't. Maybe it's they're just trying to let us all forget what happened. And like I said, I I still think it's a work. I I that I, I still think if if MJF comes back and 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 feuds with. Wardlow, nothing against that, but I I don't want to see MJF doing that. I want to see him going for for the main belt. I want to see him, like I said, where you know have him defeat you know Moxley in a in a weird cutthroat you know cheating way, and now he's the interim belt. He's the interim title holder and goes against CM Punk when CM Punk gets gets gets. Uh, that's how you would book. That's how you would book it, right? That's how I would want to do mm-hmm. it, yeah. Because this way, because you can have just promos of of oh, MJF yeah, yeah. just just and lighten punk. it up, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't bored of that at all. No, not at all. I wasn't bored of that at all. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I just like I said, I'm not. All I know is that yeah. So this week, um, Wardlow wins TV the TV championship, the TNT championship, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little well. If Scorpio Sky wasn't champion. I wouldn't feel so bad because I love Scorpio Sky. Yeah, you know, so I feel like um, he needs to be back in the tag team. Yeah, I was just gonna say I yeah. hope he doesn't get overlooked. Um, I like him and Ethan Page together. Yeah, they I, make a good team. Um, but I hope he doesn't get overlooked somehow. Yeah. Uh, and we had the big debut of Roosh. Yes, who a lot of people do not like. I don't know. I disagree. I, um, like I didn't like him as Ring of Honor champion, uh, but I like him. Yeah. I like him with Andrade. Makes sense. And they 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 have a history, 
Mm-hmm. They have they have a stable in Mexico that they're bringing to the states again. I'm a stable mark, okay, a faction mark. Um, I'm I'm all about that. Uh, yeah, and um, no, it's good. It was good though. You know, I enjoyed that. I'm, I'm actually gonna rewatch some of that because I didn't see all of it. Um, and then of course the match of the night. Yeah, big time. Mox and Brody King. What a fucking match. Yeah, let me tell you something. Apparently, when the when, so Mox obviously wins the match. I enjoy him him getting his face caved in, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not emotionally attached to him. But he does put on a good does put on good matches. And he's not bad in the ring, right? Um, but he did he did wonders for Brody King. <laughs> yeah. Brody had a the, Brody had the match of his career. This is the second match he this is the second title match I've seen Brody King in that he that he could have won the match. The Ring yeah. of Honor title match he had. I was just gonna say ROH. R, right, and then he lost. Who did he, he fought? Um, what's his face? Um, Dragon Lee was. I think it was Dragon Lee. It was a, it was a three way. Um, but anyway. Or Bandito. Bandito, yeah. I think it was a three way though. I think it was mm-hmm. Dra- Bandito and Dragon Lee. Uh, but still, Brody King could have won that match in yeah. store in storyline. Obviously, he wasn't winning the the Ring of Honor uh the AW Championship, but he could have. That's how it looked. And Mox gave him a fucking fight, and it just and then on top of that, when the match is ending, the match is done. They're off camera. Darby Allen comes out with Sting, yes, and was like, "Yo, like they didn't have to do that. Like it, this wasn't in that wasn't written. That was them just and in Gorilla probably watching the match. And Sting's mm-hmm. like, I gotta go out there and give him his props. Yeah, like when Sting gives you your props, you know, and Darby Allen, who's a, a main player over there." I see nothing but big things for Bro. I love Brody King. I love everything about him. I love his. I love his attitude. I love the fact he's a hardcore singer in a band, and I love the. F- I love. I love his look. I love his mindset. That he's still young. And he's still young in the game. That he's still he elevated rather quickly. He's only been in the game for a couple of years, yeah. and he's already getting title matches, and he's already getting that that respect and notoriety from his peers, and that just goes to show his abilities. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, gag. No, but like I said, I I mean, that's exactly it. And this is, you know, like what WWE, I believe, is trying to do. AEW does a pretty good job, even though they are just stacked beyond stacked with with, with talent. They need to start showcasing new talent. And this is is a way to do it. Like I said, I love the fact that Pac is is, the All-Atlantic champion. House of the Black, I think, is is something to to pay attention to. Malachi Black is th- th- these guys are excellent workers. We're in a whole new realm now. At least they, if they can get the freaking time, you know, and not just be on elevation or not just be on rampage, you know, get get relegated to that. Like if they could do this, like I said, I'm not mad at Brody King. You can still. Lose it, like it, it, Foley says it the best. Like Foley, <clears throat> I was listening to his pod, and uh, he he was talking about. It. He goes, "Yeah, I lost a lot on TV, but he's like, I lost a lot of high profile matches. Yeah. You can still get over by losing, of course. And 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 so like you don't need to win every match. Brody King wrestling the champion in in a in a hot. It was a great match. Yeah, and and in a losing fashion, he's still." Can get his heat back without a doubt. So I, I, I've I've always said it from from Jump Street with that stuff. You remember a couple of weeks ago I said that Tony Khan can showcase talent on Ring of Honor too now. Yes. Right. Can 
can they still do that? My question to you is, can they still do that and keep the integrity of what Ring of Honor was without making it like AEW Lite or AEW 2.0? Can they... You know how Ring of Honor is. It's honor, it's tradition, it's all that shit. But they they didn't they didn't really curve away from all that all that much in their last couple of years of their of their existence before the revamp, right? Can they still do that with some of that locker room that Tony Khan has now? Like saying like can they, can they send the Brody King down to, down to Ring of Honor and him beat fucking Jonathan Gresham for the title and then have a David and Goliath rematch where Jonathan Gresham was probably one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Yeah. And you know, can they do? Can they send guys like Jungle Boy or or um, Ethan Page or any? Can they, can they send them they to Ring are, of Honor? Absolutely. Can they send Adam Cole back there and win the title? They should. They can, right? They, they can and they should. They can because I'm. This is all week. I'm. I'm like in my mind going. I'm so amped up for fucking for Ring of Honor now, right? And if they can do that and have some of these guys sitting around doing nothing, send fucking. John Silver down there, man. Well, like I said, and especially now, like look who the tag champs are, FTR. Like you can have, like they they now eight uh, F. Uh, oh God, they're Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Where New, are they? New Japan. New Japan. IWGP and Mexico. Triple A. So now the only thing that's missing right now is AEW. Right. But but here's the funny thing: they don't need it on AEW. No. I, I mean, you got the Young Bucks right now. Two Young time, Bucks, two time champs. Young Bucks don't need it either. No, they they know they don't, but they in storyline makes sense. But you know, you can go have uh, have FTR just sit here and just go roughshod on everybody around here. Uh, like I said, you could send them down there. You can you you have all this you have all this talent and and even guys like one thing about like the elevation and 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 dark or whatever is. They do, they do have unsigned talent show up there. Like, well, there's no better place to have that be in than than Ring of Honor. Have them, like you said, I, I don't want to say be a feeder system, like you said, NXT, you know, AEW. Right, right, you right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying be a feeder system. You can be your own entity, and like you said, you can get these guys to to to, and you can have your own storylines. So I, I I hope that's what they do. I think that's what they're going to do. They have no choice. You have all these people that are just back there doing nothing, like the Sunny Kisses. and It's the same names we always say. It's the same names same we always people, say. Same people, right, 100%. Yeah. So. 100%. So, um, anything else? Anything? No, I think that's it. We're, we're a little light today. Cause we're a little we're, light. Because, you know, if Vince didn't, if Vince didn't uh, pay out more money to his to his, uh, to his to his harem. What's gonna? What's I, I, that? I we mean, would have less news, but now the other side of that is: do do we see him on? Does he come out on SmackDown? Does he I give a shit at seventy something years old? Right? I, that's I don't know, man. Like I was. That's the first thing I want. That's the first, when you sent me that and on your way here. That's the first thing I want to ask you. Like, do, do, does does he give a shit? Like, does he care? Like, I don't I, know. I, I don't know. I I I, I would want to say yes. He cares because it's it's gonna leave a stain on the business and in, in a sense and not wrestling business just uh, on, his bi- business. on his business period yes. right that's that's why he gives a shit uh you know but it's funny to think about because it's I, I don't know if did, i must have said it or maybe i just thought it and never said it out loud but vince was somebody who relatively was never in the news and like i said right. now we see why but, he if, was never but in if the, the head news. of golden goldman sachs does this 
Oh, they just like they, there was somebody. Um, like just goes to show what depending on what 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 industry got, you're in. Somebody somebody got let go for. Uh, somebody got let go. I, I'll I'll have to dial it back and 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 really remember. But somebody year or two was the CEO was it was it McDonald's. It might have been McDonald's, who was a higher up and, you know, basically, essentially, you know, had hush money, threw people hush money, and then they, they let him go. Right. So it's not impossible, right. you know, for, right, right. for this to happen. But, you know, it's, does he give a shit? I think he gives a shit only for the, for the, for the business. Uh, d- does he give a shit personally? No. Personally, probably not, no. I agree there because I just think he he's just people in that people in that kind of air. You know what I mean? Where you're constantly being I don't want to say catered to, but you know you don't have to. I'm not going to say that there's no inconveniences because there's probably a bunch of inconveniences. But like great example today, we're done with the you know with with. For lunch, whatever at work, we go to Starbucks, and I'm not like the biggest Starbucks fan for coffee. I don't see you as a Starbucks guy at all. Yeah, I really kind of, but you know, whatever. We had it and waited 15 minutes for coffee. Now it was jam packed in there, fucking jam packed. Uh, online orders, this and that, blah blah blah, whatever. Like, but I wait, I, and I take my coffee black. So all the old, essentially the the. Uh, register lady has to do is or what's she a barista all the barista I'm not looking for a macchiato yeah a, can I have a seven dollar mocha fucker yeah I, 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 I wait in Vince McMahon does not deal with that inconvenience right <laughs> right he doesn't <laughs> you, have to you, you know what I mean so like so to me he may have this and I don't and I'm gonna use my word this megalomania in a sense of like this complex of like, well, I gave her money to shut the fuck up. I, what, what's the problem? I don't understand. You know what I mean? He may have that kind of vision of the world sometimes. I, I, I you know, you like to think better of people, but <laughs> you, you want to, you right? want to, but he may just be like, I don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's not a good look. It, and th- this to come out today, you know, I'm, I'd be very curious to see. I would be very surprised, like I said it before, if he comes out. I, I don't think – I think the first time he came out, I, I agreed with, with people who said, oh, yeah, that's 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 Vince's chance to say goodbye. When he came out on Raw just to announce John Cena, that's a fuck you. Uh, that's how Vince is. If he comes out now, I would be very surprised. All right. That's fair. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast, as always, for the last 10 years. We are the – we are the Reconciliation and Sports Entertainment Broadcasting. Don't say that three times fast. And paid for by. Have some laughs because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10:15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts. And bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mark Order Pod. 
and on facebook.com slash markorderpod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag jointhemarkorder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass, Choppy. It just doesn't work out the way I want it to, and I get real frustrated. And I, I try hard to do it, and I take my time, and it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I feel hard, but it just doesn't work out. And everything I do and everything I try, it never turns out. It's like I need time to figure these things out. There's always someone there going, hey Mike, you know, we've been noticing you've been having a lot of problems lately, you know? Maybe get away. And like, maybe you should talk about it, you'll feel a lot better. But hey, you know, I'll figure it out. Just leave me alone, I'll figure it out, you know? I'm just working on myself. They go, well, you know, if you want to talk about it, I'll be here, you know? And you'll probably feel a lot better if you talk about it. So why don't you talk about it? I go, no, I don't want to, I'm okay. I'll figure it out myself. And they just keep bugging me. They just keep bugging me. All I wanted was a Pepsi. All I wanted was a Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. Uh-huh. All Mike wanted was a Pepsi. That's all he wanted. Oh. 
1983. Yeah. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Times seem to be simpler back then sometimes. You think? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Other times not. Yeah, right. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right. Cablevision and Madison Square Garden Network present Championship Wrestling from Madison Square Garden. July the 30th, 1983 is our throwback of the week. Howard Finkel is your ring announcer. Gorilla Monsoon solo tonight. Yeah. Very rare you see Gorilla Monsoon solo to call a match. Once in a while when he did the the, the Tuesday show with with Bobby, he would overdub and call matches like that, but... Well, that's what, I mean, this, he was calling it live, it seemed like. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But, he was. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's a nice, it was funny, I was watching something before I watched this. It took me a few times to watch it because I was It happens. Asleep. It happens. I was watching something from 70. Didn't see all my shit was riveting. 78 <laughs> or 79. And I haven't, I've, I've been wanting to watch it. It was Holly Race against Dusty Rhodes. At the garden. At the garden. Yes. At Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Oh shit! It was on. It was on. I found it on the classics. Okay. Uh, seen it, but, but really much so into you snooker a little bit, but kind of uh, enhancement matches. Uh, better yet, you know, uh, I've never seen a Tony Gurria match. Put <laughs> on, you know, uh, there'd be a brawl or something. He'd be like, Ah, there's Gurria, one of my favorite guys, and. You know, you always forget. You, you know, they they started somewhere. Fuji later on. You know, would would have a match. Uh, but yeah, it's something something beautiful about it, and just the old approach and the storytelling. It's just, it's when it's done right, it's the best thing in the world. I agree. I agree. Now you weren't at this show, correct? No. No. <laughs> my first match was until eighty. My first live match was until eighty five. Okay. I had just gotten into wrestling. Like later this year, like eighty three, eighty four, like I was really when Piper came in and Doctor D. David Schultz, and so this is like for me, I'm rediscovering the 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 first half of this year and um, eighty three in general because I was I got into baseball in eighty two, so I'm like now I'm just I'm I'm more aware of stuff now. I'm getting like I'm reading box scores and yeah. newspaper articles, and now I'm starting to get magazines and shit like that. So. This was for me, you know, your opening contest was, um, you know, an, an opening contest. It why, was, why, why is it when I see Iron Mike Sharp, I instantly smile? The self-professed uh, greatest, Canada's greatest athlete, yep. an opera singer, by the way, in his free time, uh, against usually a tag team wrestler, Tony Gurria. Yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, I know Tony Gurria... Uh, at this t- uh, before this is after his run with Martel, correct? Yeah, two-time tag team champions with Rick, uh, Rick Martel. I think him and Martel were like seventy-nine, eighty, and then I think eighty-one yeah. or something like that. I have to look up the the actual dates, but this was a couple of years after that. And Martel at this point was not with the company. Yeah, he went He's back. He went to AWA. And um, a lot of Canadian guys did the Grand Prix wrestling with um with the Papa Rougeau. 
He ran the, the Grand Prix of Pro Wrestling, the, the yeah. Montreal uh, chapter. Was that the death march, like the death tour or something like that, uh, out in the cold mountains of fucking Canada? No, that's, that, you're talking about the Western Canada. That was, um no, this was like Montreal. And, okay. You know, this is like Northern Canada, not, you know, this is like Northeast Canada. Um, But this was like, a lot of guys went there, but Tony Gurria, I think he, at that point, was the only guy out of New Zealand that made something. Yeah. At that point, but... This, I mean, you know, good, solid match for an Great, opening match. Uh, once again, going to go back to it in the, in the sense of you're not getting caught up in the hoopla. Like what, like you said, where you would go to like the local events, you know, at the local gymnasium or what have you. You would just see two guys wrestling, and you can instantly tell who's the babyface, who's the heel. Like I said, when I see Iron Mike Sharp, I automatically smile because they just go, okay, it's going to be entertaining. Uh, not, you know, it was a great match. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, they went for the time limit draw. Yeah, it was like, um, it, so Mike Mike Sharp had the upper hand for most of the match. Tony Gurria, the being the, fa- like you said, being the baby face, fights his, fights his way back, gets him to a frenzy, gets the crowd worked up. I can't believe this was like 20 minutes. Yeah. And, he gets him in an abdominal stretch, and then the, the match is called the draw. It was, like I said, I perfectly done. Like, And, and it makes you, especially, you know, and I will gladly admit, I always give far too much thought to these things. But, you know, how how the business was back then. Like, there was no going over the match. Well, you it couldn't. Was, you, well, that was, my, that, was my, that was my point. You know what I mean? So, like, so right there... You know, pretty much probably Iron Mike is probably calling calling the calling the match inside the ring, listening to the crowd, and you know it was it was perfectly done. I'm sure they had the finish worked out. Maybe that's it, and then they just worked backwards. And I I, I love it. Like I said, when you watch stuff like this, and even when I was watching the other stuff from '78 or '79, you could just see these guys just just going in and and just like just no, you know. They don't really talk about it. Like now, you can see how everything's choreographed almost. Uh, I think you know that might be the best word to describe it. But I, I liked I liked the match. The, the next match was uh, the Invaders. No, no, next match was um, SD Jones. Oh yes, yes, against yes. former Royal Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion Ivan Koloff, the Russian Bear. Yes, yes, it wasn't bad. You know, oh. I, was, I mean, uh, SD Jones was a regional guy, uh, won some championships. Came to WWF, became a jobber, jobber to the stars. Yeah, Ivan Koloff still. But you know what? Like jobber to the stars, yes. But it's but he won matches as well. He, listen, the guy got an action figure. Yeah. Okay. But, but I'm saying, but like it's like one of those where it's like, you know, like they tried redoing the storyline, you know, in the '90s with Barry Horowitz. Like Barry Horowitz actually winning a few matches. But like these guys would would they would face local talent. Like I said, they're they're the warm up the show. They're the they're the first match, second match. Yeah, guys. But you see Ivan Koloff against. It's great. He brings Koloff in for a body slam from the outside, yep. and Koloff rolls him over, gets the fucking win. It's and like I said, I mean Ivan Koloff, who's you know got got some age on him at this point, and he still wrestles all the way to the late eighties. Uh, you know I. I, Ivan, Ivan Koloff goes back to he goes to Jim Crockett after this. Like yeah. he, two years later, he's big he's, time. He's in a major angle and has a and has another like almost like another. Yeah, he wins. Run. He wins the six man championship. He's a world tag. He he won the world tag team championship. They um, but 
you know, and like I said, his 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 claim to fame is he beat Bruno. Yeah. You know, he's the one that first dethroned him. It's Bruno's request, by the way. Yeah. Bruno's like, I'm fucking done, Vince. <laughs> well, for a scene, I'm done, Vince. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like I said, same thing. I, you know, uh, not not a not a quick match, but not as long as the opener. Yeah. Uh, the next match was the the invaders, the uh, the murderer we called them. Invader two, yeah. Yeah. Jose Rivera, piece of shit. But um, this was when Puerto Rico was giving talent to Vince. Yeah, Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon had a piece of that territory. Yeah. Yeah. And come uh, to find out later on in life. We uh, and who's the uh, and who's the other guy? Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank right now. He was all over. He was all over, um, Brody's wife's book. Mm. It'll come to me. Uh but he, uh, you know, I like I said, another match. You know, bringing in the stars. WWF at this point was always good with bringing in. You know, they would bring in Tiger Mask. They would bring in. You know, we, we're going to see Dusty Rhodes later on. Like, it, it's really, it's really good to see. Like, the, there's no distinct battle line. Forgot the name of these guys. They're fighting already. I fucking drew a blank. Um, uh, there was Gypsy Rodriguez and Jeff Carney. I remember. Oh, J- yeah, yeah. So, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. So these, you know, and then, you know, the Invaders with a uh, top team. Yeah. In uh in in uh, Mex in Puerto Rico at this point, so they bring them up and they fight. You know they showcase them against two job guys, so that's how they did that. And uh, but like I I like seeing the, you know, like I said, there's no they they bring in talent from all over the place Puerto Rico Mexico Japan, uh, there's there was no shortage of of marquee names too. Like I said, Dusty coming in later on in this in this card. Uh, you know nothing special about this match. You know, no. The finish was uh, one of the invaders does a body slam, and then the other guy does the fucking. They, he uh whip would he whips his brother off the ropes and then he basically hip tosses him yep. to into the, his opponent. That's how he gets the ma- that's how he gets the win. Yeah. So that was weird seeing that for a finish. But then again, a lot of back then, you know. Yeah. So, can I play audio from the next match? Because I sure I just can. like the way this is. I'm sorry, I like the way this is done. So I t- I like to hear his voice. I, I love Big John Studd. Just let's play the uh, Rocco and the Superfly, Jimmy Snuka, in just a moment. Outstanding victory here for the Invaders in their premier appearance in Madison Square Garden as they showed us. I just want to I just want to hear him. I just want to hear the, the announcement. Just I, I like coming right back very shortly with an outstanding matchup as Big John Studd. They announced. They they do announce though, right? I think on this card. Yeah. Well, we're waiting as the big confrontation is going to take place here. As we're waiting the arrival of Big John Studd, as the pride of Italy is already in the ring. Salvatore Bologna. Pride of Italy. He's got a very young Salvatore. Here in Madison Square Garden. They're hanging from the rafters tonight, folks, and there's a look at his opposition. The man who claims to be the only true giant in professional wrestling, Big John Studd. Let's go to the ring announcer. Let's go up to our ring announcer. This contest is scheduled for one fall with a 20-minute time limit. Like he needs 20 minutes. Introducing first, to my left, from Los Angeles, California, 
weighing 364 pounds. Yeah. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, he, I uh, like the way his name was announced. The the only true giant. What a dig at Andre, huh? Big John Mitten from uh, Dick, Dick John was from like Virginia or Maryland originally, um, but John I didn't appreciate John Studd until I was older. Yeah, but what a fucking what a great talent, man. He cuts promos like when they started doing the Tuesday thing on USA. Yeah, him and Bobby would go on there Tuesday Night Titans and they would just talk shit to Vince McMahon, and just like he was just he was awesome, man. Yeah, he like I said, he was. It's just it's one of those where everything is timing, timing, and like I said, when he came in, was this his debut? Did you say this is his his coming in? Yeah, they just brought him in at this point. He this is even before he had Bobby Heenan. This this is before Bobby. Bobby's not here yet. No, Bobby's not here yet. You still had. I mean, they just lost Ernie Roth, the Grand Wizard. They had. Fuji wasn't a manager yet. He was still wrestling at this point because he's wrestling on his card. Yeah. You had uh, the guiding light, Captain Louis Albano. You had Arnold Skolin as manager. You had, uh, uh, well, this guy, only, I mean, um, Buddy Rogers only had one one, one protege, and that was Jimmy Snooker. Yeah, and he and Snooker almost killed and him. And yeah, Freddie, you want to hear some Jimmy Superfly Snooker? The ringlets that you can beat him. So you will do it. Boy, Buddy Rogers. You and my and my uh, screen freezes, of course, because it's thermal throwbacks. <laughs> you know, it is he, what it uh, is. I'm sorry. It's not a good thing, brother. Not a good thing, brother. It's a terrible thing that you did. But always remember, this is one moment that I'll be waiting for. It's just to get you inside that ring with me. And believe me, Don Morocco, it's going to be. And it's hard to explain, brother. Right? <laughs> only the moment's gonna tell. The moment we walk in that ring together and touch each other's body, brother, right? you're gonna feel the warmness. To feel the warmness? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to play this. Right, Jimmy. I do feel when it gets too tough for him. It'll be just right for you. Okay, brother. All right, we go back to the ring. Captain Louis Albano is in the ring. How about that? Yes. And this is for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. The Magnificent Morocco, my favorite Intercontinental Champion, taking on Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Like you said, arguably a rivalry that has shaped a lot of future Yes. Wrestling superstars. I agree, Jay. I definitely agree. Um, so, you know, at this point, the feud is, is at a fever pitch, right? Like a fever pitch. And, you know, Snooker, as popular as he was, obviously if he didn't kill his girlfriend, he'd be, he would have been world champion, but I digress. And that is, that's, we are a month and a half, two months from that, from Hulkamania? Deal. No, from oh, from that, from that, from the killing of his wife, of a girlfriend, Nancy, Nancy Argentina. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, the thing was, uh, you had Don Morocco, who was clearly like a perfect opponent for him, mm-hmm. and they were friends in real life, so it made sense. Uh, both, you know, both of uh, Polynesian descent, and. They 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 had color, yep. Right. They they brought it out. 
Double juice. Double juice, and it was like the managers got involved, and like the the, the talent. Snooker cuts an, an insane comment uh, promo. I'm not even gonna play it because it doesn't. You know, at one point when Jimmy Snooker gets crazy, it doesn't even make any sense. Um, but he was really fucking really why really fired up for this. And uh, did did we skip the 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 interview with with Morocco? I think we did. Think yeah. we, well, I know you gotta go soon, but. Uh, but that that match was fantastic. It was basically the and I I they they had the world title match right after this. Yeah, well, I mean, because this you, is the mid card. You got to remember too, like a lot of during these house shows, you would know, is they do they would do the main event before the inter- intermission. Yes, to so know? so, what I'm gonna, and then to to announce the the other card. So now, your 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 title fight was for the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. Golden boy Arnold Skolin with his protege, Mr. Bob Backlund. Looking good. Looking really good against another one of uh another henchman from, from the stable of um Captain Louis Albano. Yeah. The unpredictable, not Johnny Rods, but George the Animal Steel. You know, there was something really awesome about George Steele. As a heel, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I, I I haven't really seen too many. Yeah, this is the only feud, honestly. This this the second feud I've seen him in on on watching him because he 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 only feud with Bruno. Yeah, for a hot minute. Yeah. So yeah, but and 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 like I said, to see, I mean, I love these, I love these style of matches. Yeah. Uh, the old school approach, you know, yes. uh, it dragged on a little bit. Course. But, but I like the idea of like you said how and that was his thing. He was hiding the hiding the foreign object, the international object. International. Um but I you know, I really I, I, I like this match and, and it's you know, we there was a there's a lot of fire coming from Backland at this point. And he and he loses the belt soon, right? He loses, he loses it. to the Sheik. Yeah. At the end of the year. And uh because even the thing that I was watching it, it had to be seventy nine. Uh, I I gotta find it. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Uh, Backlund was in was was in that as well. He wrestled. Uh, I'm drawing a blank, but I know Hulk Hogan was on the card with Freddie Blassie. With Freddie Blassie against Ted DiBiase in '79. Oh, very young. Very black young. love DiBiase. No, not Did even. Did he wear a black love? Not even black. This is not mid south DiBiase. Nope. This is and a young DiBiase. Young young DiBiase. But uh, but this match was good. I I, I really enjoyed it. It was a little little long in the sense of it just kept dragging on. Wasn't really much wrestling, but, I mean, what is George Steele going to do? And, you know, even Steele, he, he, he bites the turnbuckle, rips it off. But it's, what's missing is the packing peanuts. You know what I mean? Like those, uh, the, the, the foam nice. popcorn. Nice. You know, uh, but what a great gimmick. What a great freaking gimmick that is. And I just, just a really big fan. And like I said, Bob Backlund, you know, how much uh, <laughs> how much personality gets can you get out of him? But I had probably the smartest man in the locker room. Yeah, played the dumbest character. But not even that. But even so much. Yeah, right. What was what was George Steele? He was a teacher too. He was a college professor apparently. Yeah, allegedly. And I and you know it's funny because his his finishing move was the chicken wing. Mm-hmm. Like. But a, but a, a, a impressive one where he would lift them up. Yeah, so he almost got that on Backlund, but Backlund reversed it. But Backlund loses the match because the ref gets knocked out. Yeah. And they think that he used George's foreign object. And 
you know, this is Mr. Minnesota. This is before Tom Zink, obviously. Yeah. This is Mr. Mr. Babyface. Mr. Babyface. Mr. You know, I'm I'm cl- you know milking cookies. That's that's me. Yeah. You know, so of course referee Dick Kroll calls for the bell, disqualifies um, Mr. Bob Backlund, and now he Bob Backlund seldom loses at this point. Yeah. And he's beside himself. Well, that's and and that's and that's kind of good because you could see the the long term storytelling. You know that they're going to come back to to MSG to next month the rematch. Yep. You know, and it's really I, I you know, you almost I love the way that the business is now, but you almost long for these days sometimes. Because you you know we had stuff to look forward to. Not that we don't now, we yes. always do. But when you were a kid, it's ki- just so quick. Yeah, it's I quick. think that's it. Yeah, now you wait for it. You know, um. The the next match is the reason why I picked this. Um, it's because two of my favorite wrestlers are in this match. Uh, Andre the Giant and yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, this is a six-man tag team match. The Wild Samoans are the world tag team champions. They had they got their younger nephew, yeah, it's just Samu. It's a, it was... Sam, Sam, well, they, what do you call it? Um, was it Samo... Wait, they kept calling him Samola, but it was... You know, but it was uh, it was they. This was um, this was Samu from the Head Shrinkers, a very young Samu from the Head Shrinkers, Fatu's brother or brother-in-law, whatever the hell he is. They're all related at this point. I'm not being racist. Yeah. But uh, they were the World Tag Team Champions. Andre had Samula, a Samula, yeah. Samula, yeah. But they had a beef. So what does Andre do? Andre recruits the best wrestlers in the, you know, he recruits Polish power Ivan Putski, yeah. who's always down for a fight. But of course, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, makes his return to the Garden. And and like I said, I mean, and it's funny, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, and then I, I and I went back to watch something from the other day, and I was like, that's right, you know, I I forget that all the times that it seems like he came in a lot more than he actually did. Like you always see, you know, it, you always talk about the match with Billy Graham, which was a great fucking the two match, ma- the three matches they had, two or three matches yeah. they had. Um, but like I said, he came back and, you know, I just like the idea of that. He's this big star below the Mason Dixon line, but he still comes up and he still draws like the crowd still reacts. They to him. know, they who, know he who he is, is. the magazines. Yeah. You know, and and I, yeah, he was he didn't win his first championship right at this point. Uh, yeah, he was a it was a one time champion. Right. Seventy nine. He beat yeah. Holly Race. Uh-huh. Right. And. But like you said, you could see it and just what fucking electricity in right, the building. Yeah. Like, the, like, and just the idea of you got these three monster baby faces against the the dastardly Samoans, and just just great storytelling inside the ring. Uh, you know, the Samoans you can, you can't headbutt them, but you know, meanwhile Andre's headbutting them, and when Andre headbutts them, he sells it. Yeah, he sell it. He chopped me to a chop. He hit one guy in the fucking head. He even chopped him in the chest. Yeah, he threw him against the ropes and chopped him in the head. All right, so they call for the match. The mat, uh, the, the the face team wins. Yeah, but this is not the end of it. Yeah, because next month they're gonna have a fucking ten man tag. Like th- five out of eight falls, they said or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but and then Andre comes in, and he just cleans the clock of er- and Putsky's like, I'm not even getting involved. All Putsky's yeah. doing is like, yeah, get him. Like the crowd is at a fever pitch. The the, the fans are going crazy, and the Samoans was so hit. Andre was like kicking him and yeah. like come back and 
You know, and Dusty's playing all, like, listen, man, this is the presence of certain guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, only certain guys got that kind of reaction. And even if Dusty wasn't in the match, Andre was getting that rub. Oh, without a doubt. You know what I'm saying? Without a doubt. So. And uh, you would see, and what was kind of cool, too, because there's a lot of beef inside the ring. You yeah. Could, you could truly see how loose the ropes were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And it's almost like it's 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 nowhere near what it is now. But like yeah. how how loose they were, where it's like Andre's getting in, he's pushing the middle rope almost all, all the way down. And I love how Gorilla's like uh, he, Gorilla said this a million times, but it's like I hope they reinforce the ring for yeah. this one. Oh, it's 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 like you said when it's when it's when this it's, is done right. Right when it's good, it's good. This man. is done right. When it's good, it's good. Um, all right, your next match, um, Rocky Johnson. Yeah, Soul Man. Rocky Soul Man, Johnson, Rocky Johnson. Who recently we just found out. Father like seven or eight kids. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we he's, don't. He's laid his seat around, facing um, mid south and uh, Atlantic, mid Atlantic uh, competitor Don Canoodle, former NWA tag team champion. Yeah, came out, came out with the with the stars and bars. Yeah, which, on his on his back, which, which is not a very good look for him uh, up in the Northeast. Yeah, which is not, which is not. You know, I feel like he stole that. He stole that from my man Michael, purely sexy Hayes, or Dick Slater, if you want to go that route. Yeah. Um. If uh, we do, we did, we we showcased Don Kernertle and um, Sergeant Slaughter against um, Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. Yes. The final conflict. We actually some throw throwbacks to the first year or two. We did the whole. We did the whole entire uh, feud. So you can go back and listen to that. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good listen. Um, but you know these two guys can work. It was a nice little match. You know, wasn't yeah. Rocky Johnson. I mean, incredible shape. Yeah. Incredible. Kernertle can wrestle. Yeah, like he—he's a wrestler, like he's a guy who has—he has a background in amateur wrestling. He—he he, his matches are really uh, paced well, very good wrestler. Um, this match was okay. Um, I did, uh, Rocky wins the match, I believe. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, and I like the way that the, these matches end too. Whereas, like it's not like the babyface stole the victory. He just got one over. Like, and like, I, I, you know, the, the heel pops up goes and he's fighting. Yeah. He's, he's like, wait, no rap. That was only two. And like the, the Howard Finkel runs into the ring. Right. And like that, it's, it, it feels like a sport. It, you know Do what you I mean? want to play it? I have it queued up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he's in the ring and Rodney Johnson victorious. Madison Square Garden, you're watching World Wrestling Federation Championship Wrestling. Yeah. I love it. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're back here in the garden, folks, and uh, let's go up to our ring announcer, Howard Finkel. You know what I like, too? Like, the opening the opening sequence, too, like, where it, it showed a bunch of different sports from the MSG network and, like, old, old, you know, WWF stuff. Like, it just it just instantly sets the mood, and it's just like, okay, yeah, we're going to be in for something good. And I, this 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 whole card was really, really good. So Fink's going to announce the next ma- the, the, the continuing matches. For the, let's play real quick, if you don't mind. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to announce the next all-star card of World Wrestling Federation. My favorite time of the night when I was a kid. Coming to Uncle would run and get tickets Garden. right after he didn't announce it. Four weeks time. Four yep. weeks from tonight on Saturday, August 27th, beginning at 8 p.m. We should find this card. I want to alert you that tickets will go on sale right now. This Monday morning. Oh, Monday morning. At the Garden Box Office. A little, little later on in life, you were able to go to the box office and get them that night. In the 
metropolitan area. Here is the lineup for August 27th. Butcher Vashan opposes Salvatore Bellomo. Eight people. Iron Mike Sharp has signed to face Swede Hanson. Swede Hanson, another fucking famous. Oh, uh, he played Bane Regardless in the Batman the movie. Outcome of the bout that will follow shortly. Rest Mr. Peace. Fuji will with Chief J. Strongbow. Yeah. Returning to the garden will be the popular Tony. His opponent makes his first appearance in this ring, Korean Tiger Chung Wow, Lee. the debut of Tiger Chung Lee from the Java. On August 27th, the Intercontinental title will be on the line, defended by the magnificent Morocco, and his opponent will be Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Look at that crowd. Yeah, seriously. And the main event, August 27th, this is Madison the best. Square Garden. This is the best, Jay. The World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion, Bob Backlund. Yep. Faces in a return bout the animal, George Steele. Gotta get his revenge. Yeah, I love it. In addition, in addition, for the first time in Madison Square Garden, wrestling history, an unprecedented event. Three out of five falls Three out of five. determines <laughs> the winner of an eight-man tag team match. Sick. And Andre the Giant. What a, what a pop. Dude. That that this is precursor Survivor Series. This is Pat Patterson feeling himself right now. Holy yeah. macro, what a fantastic card! All right, so your next match is the Samurai Warrior, Mr. Fuji. Yes. Taking on newcomer Tito Santana. Um, Fuji could still go, man. Well, he was yeah, that's right, because he wasn't IC champ yet. No, 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 oh. no. And 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 this is Fuji in between tag team partners. So yes. Fuji was the world tag team champion with Masa Saito. Yes. Um, but Saito was gone at this point. He went back to New Japan, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be wrong on that. You can, but I know he's gone from the company. And he actually recruits Tiger Chung mm -hmm. after, the, after the debut. So, he be, so is he, Fuji was primarily in this territory. Of, uh, I don't want to say jobber. but No, he but was, he was a, uh, a, a mid-carter mid at best, you yeah. know. But, yeah, it's a good match, man. And like I said, it goes it goes five six minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tito wins with the with the flying cross body. Yeah, but 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 Fuji doesn't care. Yeah, Fuji fucking don't jacks care. him anyway. And uh, like I said, like I said, and that's like the other side of it too, where it's like he just doesn't take a powder out, rolls out of the ring, and that's it. Like he gets out, he goes, oh, I can't believe I fuck. He goes, fuck this guy, and he goes. <laughs> Not only that, the the best part is Fuji. Um, before he had Yokozuna, would do the ceremonial salt, salt yeah. right? The best is. Gorilla Monsoon says, "Here's Fuji again with the uh, with the with the with the ritual salt ritual. I wonder if that salt I is iodized or not." I was like, <laughs> "Who else says shit like that?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, it's uh, like I said, it, this was this was a breath of fresh air to 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 watch. Yeah, I just got into a rabbit hole of watching old uh, WWF. As you can see, my my YouTube is 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 a uh, I got to algorithm. Uh, I gotta find it. It's definitely on my peacock. I'll, I'll I'll send it to you. The cock. 
It's on the CAC. The CAC. I'll send I'll send to you what uh what I was watching and and like I said I think it's it's Dusty against Holly Race. I think it's seventy nine. It, it might be on it might be on a Dusty's Greatest Hits uh, CD DVD that I have. Oh, it might. It probably I have to look is. For it. it probably is. I'm. How many Dusty Rhodes matches I've seen? Christ, I want to get the Dusty Rhodes in Japan uh, compilation from my v- IVP. Um, anyway, but yeah, that's my rabbit hole find it a week. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll post the link up probably, of, but um, yeah, but all that other good shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, WWE Old School Season Eight Episode One. Okay, I'll I'll definitely watch it today. I'll watch it uh, a little while there. Hold on a second. <laughs> Thank you. Muted. Yep. Sorry about that. Anyway. December 17th, 1979. Fantastic. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Like I said, I can't, wa- I can't wait to watch the, the Dusty match. Yes. You like this hat? You like this hat? You like this hat? Sure do. Where is it? <laughs> Where's my Dusty? Where is it? I don't need to just play that before we get out of here. Nope, 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 nope. Jezebel, no, no, no. Where's the, what the hell is it? Is right, right now we're watching uh, the Samoans against Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis. Blackhead. Adrian this is Adonis. the yeah. This is um. Svelte looking Adrian Adonis. This was no. This was a good um. Two out of three falls. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Dick Murdoch. Is I mean I mean whatever he did in his personal life is w- neither here nor there. Inside the ring, man, that guy's a bumping selling machine. Oh yeah. Oh, it was so good. I think I took it off. I want to if I took this off. Oh, you know what yesterday was also the the debut of the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh. In WWF. Really? No is Tito Santana. No is Ricky Steamboat. No is uh, nobody. Yeah, nunca. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> true, true, true. Spanish-speaking fans. Yeah. Anyway, you ready, you ready to get out of here? Let's get out of here, right, pal. Let's get out of here, pal. All right, so you guys know all the social media handles. Uh, anchor.fm slash Throwbacks. TumbleGoThrowbacks.com. ProWrestlingTees.com. We sold the shirt. Thank you, Carlos. Carlos. Uh, from Jersey. That's Choppy's boy. Bought a shirt. Thank you very much. And um, that's pretty much it, man. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel, probably. Yep. And, um... You know how it goes. Stay out of trouble, man. Be a good fucking human. Humans being humans. Be human. Be nice. Don't be a jerk off. All right? I love you guys. We love you. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.